0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for July 20th, and it's now been 52 years since human beings first set foot on the moon in 1969. If there was a single development in human history that justified the optimistic outlook of Star Trek and its creator, Gene Roddenberry, the first landing of human beings on the moon might have been it. It's well known that Neil Armstrong's first steps on the lunar surface happened mere weeks after Star Trek ended its run on NBC, but consider this for context. Apollo 11's flight took place within 66 years of the first powered flight in human history, and only 55 years after the birth of commercial air travel. It happened only 12 years after the first satellite had been launched into orbit, and fewer than seven years after President Kennedy had set the goal, in a speech delivered at Rice University, of putting human beings on the moon and returning them safely to Earth by the end of the 1960s. Humans had only taken to the air a little over half a century before setting foot on the moon.
1: Hi, Dr. Phil Flocks here, also known as John Billingsley. I volunteer for the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific meals to the unhoused seven nights a week. We assist a 100 nonprofits with their food needs. We work with community partners to address food insecurity in Southern California. If you're in LA, come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org volunteer, and any Federation credits you can spare go a long way.
0: The idea of the moon as a destination and not as a mystical figure took hold in the 1600s and one of the first authors to suggest that going there was possible was none other than Johannes Kepler, the 17th century astronomer and mathematician who made the first studies toward working out the orbits of the planets and the moon. Later authors such as Washington Irving, Edgar Allan Poe, Hans Christian Andersen, and especially Jules Verne turned their hand toward describing lunar journeys with their descriptions of the moon and its imagined inhabitants, ranging from monsters to intelligent figures of Swiftian satire, often used to point out political problems back on Earth. It was Jules Verne, however, who worked out in great detail the kind of technology that might be used to reach the moon, and in some ways he predicted a few elements of the Apollo program. In 1902, just over a year before the Wright brothers' first flight, French filmmaker Georges Méliès undertook a visual account of a voyage to the moon, not only making movie history in the process, but creating a startling set of images referenced, emulated, and even parodied by everything from Disney's Epcot Center to the Smashing Pumpkins to episodes of Futurama. Hollywood has depicted the landing in docudramas with varying levels of fidelity, from the movies Apollo 13 and the HBO series From the Earth to the Moon, both involving Tom Hanks, an avowed space history fan, to the more recent series For All Mankind, whose alternate history imagined a somewhat rougher landing for the Apollo 11 crew. Of course, once Neil Armstrong's bootprint was pressed into the lunar surface, fictionalized accounts of that landing became as much a part of science fiction as Armstrong and Aldrin's actual steps were now part of science fact. For the record, Star Trek didn't even wait for the landing of Apollo 11 to add the Apollo program to its history. In the episode Return to Tomorrow, which premiered 17 months and 11 days before Apollo 11 landed, Kirk asks Sargon, Do you wish that the first Apollo mission hadn't reached the moon, or that we hadn't gone on to Mars or the nearest star? Of course, since Kirk said that, we need to get to work on that Mars landing. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for July 20th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry.